Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Wow. Well, that's the sign of a good songwriter. This is a great love song. Again, we're playing some Pogues this morning in honor of Shane McGowan. May Le- he rest in peace. May he rest in peace. Great Irish songwriter. Uh, passed away, and uh, we're remembering him today. Clicker, what, did we get any other... Uh... Oh, any other words. I said in my house... I'm like, I say clicker for remote. I think that's pretty common. Okay, good. So I don't feel so bad about this. Uh, Somebody did text in and said, yes, they do clicker too. Definitely clicker. Love you guys. Thank you. No, we haven't. What other words do you misappropriate? I mean, I think it's a clicker. You click it and the television channel changes. Or what other words have you just come like? Yes. Yes. Have you manufactured just to describe something or so? Usually it's someone. Right, we have we have names for people oh, in our lots lives. of nicknames. Yes. Yeah, and in my house also, like we use a lot of Yiddish, so that becomes like my children will actually say things like that out in public and maybe not know that you know with their non-Jewish friends not understand you know that word. Like if somebody's acting crazy, you know, don't be such a mashugana. Yeah. Like people will be like, oh. right. but that's like just a different. You're just reappropriating a different language. Mm-hmm. So sometimes they get in trouble that way. But clickers definitely one. Um, I don't know what words do you guys use. I mean, sweet was adorable. That's what brought it up because monkey bread is now not monkey bread in David's house. It's called sweet I'm trying to think, which is adorable. No, the only one I can think of is what the what we call our aunt, Hunty. Because we couldn't say oh, auntie, that's cute. so yeah. now it's become. And my kids call my sister auntie, so mm-hmm. that's her word for it. But I'm sure I have other words that I just can't think of right now. Someone says, um, "What are you saying, Grandma?" Oh no, I don't know that. That's a word, actually. Simple things like "get your pants on," bring puzzled looks. They're slacks. Oh, really? Pants instead of slacks? I think you can go either yeah. way. I don't think. Uh, craft is uh, the iconic. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Boy, it's been a long Three, time. Three, two, can I start one. over again? Yeah, yeah. Welcome back, David. Kraft's iconic mac and cheese is getting a modern makeover with the launch of Kraft Not Mac and Cheese. The new vegan version of the classic comfort food features dairy-free recipe made with plant-based ingredients. The first of its kind for Kraft's Blue Box Box mac and cheese. Jordana, will you be trying not mac and cheese for Kraft? percent absolutely i sent this to my little one she's 16 sent this to her yesterday it's called like no no what is it called no mac it's uh, called not mac and cheese no, oh. which i did say twice in my lead up but continue what's it called not mac and cheese <laughs> i'm listening now david i was just so excited you were talking about it i was trying to pull up the the picture of the box uh super excited about this because i am trying to be very not annoyingly vegan and not talk about it on the air, but I cannot wait. We're we're doing so many products are becoming plant-based, and this just makes it so much easier for those of us who want to be plant-based. So um, I can't wait to taste it. I have had many of these um, vegan cheeses. Some are horrific, <laughs> and you shouldn't feed them to yeah. the dog because yeah. they're plastic-like, but they have gotten so much better in the last few years. So we even do like – there's a sliced Gouda. 
like literally slices, and it wow. actually tastes really? like good. I'll put it on sandwiches now. That's plant based. Fantastic. So it's pl- made out of plants. Yes, and even me, I can cheese. eat cheese because I'm dairy free. Oh, so now right. I can eat these vegan cheeses, and I I can't wait for this. Super excited. Would you eat it, Adam? I, I'll give it a try. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't usually don't go out of my way to eat mac and cheese anyway, but I miss it. I really miss it. I think mac and cheese gets a bad rap in that it, most people consider it just a kid's food. Right. But mac there's and grown cheese. up mac. There's, oh, there's lobster oh, yeah. mac and cheese, yes. bacon mac oh, and cheese. Super bacon grown mac, up. Yeah. yeah. There's also hot sauce that you can put on mac and oh, cheese. Yeah. That helps out real fast. There's, there's that. A website called The Taste of Home has picked the best pizza in every state. It's not the best pizza restaurant. It's the best pie mm. in every state. And uh, the winner from Minnesota is the Persian Beef Tomato Feta and Harassa Pizza at Black Sheep Pizza in St. Paul. Good, yeah. Adam, uh, does that sound good to you? And it does. What, I would what, absolutely would you, try that. What would you rate as the top oh, pizza geez, pie? Oh, jeez. Spring this on me. I sure just, am. I just had one. Or oh, well, one of the top. One of your top. So I just had one not too long ago that is just top of mind right now. The Carboni's in Rosemount. And I don't know if other Carboni's have the same pizza um, because I think the pizzas at Carboni's are all pretty much the same, but then they can have their other different food. But they have one that's called, I think it's called the Big Chief, where they have not only sausage and pepperoni, but they also have chicken on it. And it mixes like your traditional red sauce with a little white sauce as well. And they have a gluten-free crust, and you can't even tell it's gluten-free. That's a pretty good pie. But yeah, there are some great pizzas around. Um, Anyone with like prosciutto on it, too. That's a new thing for me. I love that. And the, like the crumbles of goat cheese and stuff is good too. Yeah. Mm. Wow, you guys aren't really pizza purists then. Like I was thinking, if you're going to judge pizza, you have to have like a standard. So like yep. best cheese pie, like best slice. Yeah. What is the best? You know, you can't when you put stuff on it. Right. It changes the whole dynamic, Correct. and you get into preferences. And pizza is so varied now. I mean, there's so many different kinds. But of But it pizza. shouldn't be. You don't think so? No. I, so, so like no. deep dish should not be a considered pizza i think deep dish can be okay in chicago but it's yeah. like, or like detroit style is kind of thicker detroit style is almost like a it's like a sicilian where it's it's thicker oh i like a sicilian but a that's called sicilian it's different but like a new york slice to me is where right. it's at nice thin thin crust wide slice mm-hmm. you can fold it in half one bite everybody knows the rules <laughs> there wow. you go the shout out to those Dave are the rules Corby. pizza yeah. rules okay. thank you yeah uh, news today that Henry Kissinger has passed away at the age of 100 years old. Um, lots to say about Henry, but uh, Jordana, what does the name Henry Kissinger conjure up for you? Oh, for, uh, for me, it is um, the, of course, Jordana, this is so typical, but um, <laughs> the aid that he gave to Israel during the Yom Kippur War with Gold in My Ear. So that for me is, and, and he gave it reluctantly. But that, for me, is what I think of when I think of Henry Kissinger. Also some criticisms, though. Uh, fair or not. Uh, for of Vietnam, Henry, for absolutely. Vietnam, um, but absolutely. Mm-hmm. A significant figure in uh, not only foreign policy of the United States, but just mm-hmm. in the United States government in general. And that's a long life, too. Mm-hmm. I think yes. a lot of people probably were surprised that Henry Kissinger yes. was still with us. Yes. yes. And uh, it's my understanding that Anthony Anthony Blinken even consulted him I'm sure. as early oh. as these past few months yep. on this most recent tragedy uh, that we're seeing in the Middle East. Yep. So uh, I guess his mind was still sharp, but he was uh, 100? 100? 100 years old. I mean, that's that's Th- old. Think of all the dinners he had with oh, people around the world. 
Like all the connections, all the conversations. The, yeah, the heavy conversations yeah. and yeah. that shaped things. Exactly. What an effect he right. had on global politics. Mm-hmm. Do you have one, David, or do you? It was just for us. Uh, a Henry Kissinger moment. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say it, but you said he's one of those characters. You go. Oh, he was still alive. Yes, I which know. Which is know. embarrassing that that's my reaction, but that's honestly, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Apple's top apps of the year are out. Among the winners are the outdoor exploration tool All Trails, the workout guide Smart Gym, and the beauty planning app Prepa Makeup. Adam, uh, are you familiar with any? Please don't say you're familiar with Prepa Makeup, but are you familiar <laughs> with any of those other? Do you I'm use not. any of those other apps? Well, Wait, say have... them again. Say them so again. All Trails is like all, for all trails. finding trails okay. to go hiking. Smart Gym helps uh, set up workouts. Yep. Okay. Yeah, Smart Gym. And Prepa Makeup, I think I'm saying that I'm sure correct, you are. is with, a yeah. beauty planning app. Well, with the exception of the makeup one, those are things I use. I have apps for, Finding Trails or Trail Link. Okay. And I certainly have a number of workout apps that gives you uh, not specifically those, but I think those are very common uses of apps that a lot of us have, either for working out, you know, hey. Yep, working out. Or... You know, hiking where you can find trails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with any of those, really? but I, I'm not. Yeah, are those the most popular? But I do use. I mean, I guess not for trails, but and I don't use the makeup one. So you don't use any of them. I don't use any of those, but like I'll use a subway app to find the way. You know, I, I don't know. I use yes. other stuff. What you know, we used to back you know when apps were still re- relatively new, and the, uh, there's an app for that. We'd have like, ooh, the newest, it would be weekly. What's the hot app? And now mm-hmm. I barely, I can't remember. Well, I can't remember. It's probably been a couple of weeks, but since I've downloaded a new app, but one that like really sticks with me and continue yeah. to use it, I'm trying to think I'm of. Trying to look at my apps. Like, like what what's I, the most popular app? I mean, app my I Amazon use. app is my. Amazon. Most obviously, the popular. social media app. Instagram, apps. of course, Snapchat with my kids. I use WhatsApp to communicate with people around the world. The parking app here in oh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis parking app is one of the greatest inventions since the iPhone. Don't roll your eyes at me. It really is fantastic. Um, cooking apps. Do you use a cooking app? Oh, yeah. I have a lot of them, uh, especially one that's attached to a thermometer. Okay. Um, Zoom. Yeah, I don't know. I don't use a ton of them, but my my basics are on my front page. What are yours, David? I use a podcast app. and a, Oh, do you use Life360? I use Life360. All the time. Yeah, track the kids. Yep. Mm-hmm, yeah. The All Trails app, which they mentioned, is yes. uh, is. Fantastic. I use that regularly oh, when do. we're anywhere. And it can help you find anything because it's trails for uh, hiking or biking or skiing or anything. And you can even, we'll be in a new city and we're like, mm-hmm. we want to go on a half a mile walk because it's sunny and our kids need to get out of the car. You can find that on all trails. It'll give you directions right there. It'll show you pictures and trail reports and you know exactly what you're getting into. Uh, and it's really helpful when you're traveling. Good to know. I'm still not going to use it, but good to What's know. What's a makeup Beauty planning app. Do you're you know asking what that wrong, means? You're asking the wrong person. Okay. Maybe oh. somebody can tell us and yeah. tell us what your most used app is or if oh. you have a new app like that you like are addicted to. 651-461-9226. Back after this. I met my love. That's kind of the Irish way. More uh, Pogues in honor of Shane McGowan, who's passed away at the age of 65. Very country. It's got a country Very, feel to it. Absolutely. It's got a little banjo sense. in there. Yeah, and the harmonica. Yep. Very country music. I'm surprised it wasn't a bigger hit here in the U.S. 
uh, I, I asked you for words mm-hmm. that you you misname. Like I called in my house the clickers, the remote. And you guys are, are hilarious. Like what did your kids growing up hearing in your house that nobody else calls a device that? Someone says the cap snaffer. Cap snaffer. Do you guys know what a cap it, – it's clean. I'm allowed to say it on the radio. I think I read the description, so I think okay. I'll – David, I'll, you know what a cap snaffer I'll, is? I'll recuse myself. Uh, no, it's, no. Caps. It's the rubber thing that you use to open jars. Oh, oh yeah. I have one of those. Yeah. Caps. Yeah. What is that called anyways? Uh, apparently, it's called a cap snaffer. But you know what I also do to open jars? You know, you hit them. Yeah. You, you bang. Yes. You bang around. And my kids always know that if I am, I'm making dinner. Do you, do and I remember that Run sound. them under uh, hot water. Does that work? I don't do that. I just bang it with the end. It gets a little aggression yep. out. I might be annoyed that I have to cook dinner again. But uh, yeah, that's what I do. Jor, we call our blue Subaru Blue Baru. <laughs> the Blue Baru. Yes, people sense. do name their cars. My kids name their car and, and their friends name their cars after like their license plate. Like if you have an acronym that mm-hmm. resembles a name or you can uh, make that up, I get that. My ex-wife used to name all her cars. Did she? And she yep. Like real names? Them, like because yep, okay. a lot of them were Leslie. in honor of some old relatives. Oh, or, fun. Yep. See, that's so sweet. Um, yeah, my husband actually named his car after his dead dog. It's sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. He didn't um, hit the dog with the car, did he? He did not. Oh. That was not the demise of Dolce. Dolce died of, of natural cause. Well, his did, name there was, was Dolce. another dog named Gabbana. Uh, I always ask that. No, the other dog was not named Gabbana. It was AJ, but um, Dolce. Isn't that cute? Uh, this texture says, "My wife calls our dog Abby's shock color the Charger." Charger, yeah. She gets a little charge. Okay. Uh, my mom always used to call my game system a Nintendo, no matter what. Yeah, I right. Had. Every, that was the or the right? Atari. The Atari. Uh, the, the, go let's go Atari. play the Atari. Yeah. <laughs> Calling the refrigerator the ice box. Oh come on, nobody does that. Yeah, if you're under the age of seventy and still saying ice box, right? Uh, you got issues. Everyone calls a refrigerator a fridge. That's true. Well, yeah, it's like you know the, that's yeah. different when things get a name of the like a product name becomes like Kleenex. Right, or Band-Aids. A Davenport. Mm-hmm. Or... Davenport? What's a Davenport? <laughs> Stop Speaking it, of old... You're an old yeah, man. Or the, or the Hoover. Bring the Hoover in. Oh, my God. Stainless steel tongs, this texter writes, clackers. Clackers, try, yeah. Try that's... picking up one without clacking it. It's true. Stainless steel. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I was mistaken. I say thong. Can you hand me the thong? Well, is that a mistake? <laughs> yes. In the current... Yes. Uh, yeah, so these are fun. Keep them coming. Those are, are, are really fun. Uh, let's see what's coming up in the next half hour. Oh, and uh, just, a, just a quick plug for Dear Jordana coming oh, up that's at 11.30. Right. 11.30, if you guys have questions and you need to know the truth. I understand I you failed you to truth. do this yet last week on Thanksgiving you know Day. That would have been a great day to do Dear Jordana. You could have had kitchen advice. Oh, God, you don't want kitchen advice from me. I pulled the audience, and they didn't want any advice from Jordana on Thanksgiving. On, on cooking. Yeah. You don't. You really, you absolutely don't. So I, I definitely don't blame you. Uh, when we get back, a vexologist will chime in. A vexologist is a flag, flag expert. expert. Ted Kay is actually the secretary for the North American Vexology Association. Uh, we're taking this, we're ripping this idea from the Star Tribune. Mm, okay. Star Tribune talked to him about the five, excuse me, six final designs for the Minnesota state yeah. flag. So he is chiming in as an expert on what he thinks of those six flag designs. So we'll hear his opinion on what could be our new state flag next on CCO. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Texter, rightly so, calling us out that we're uh, incorrectly pronouncing. That I said, was me. Yeah, sorry. Vex. No, I said I said vexologist. It's vexillologist. 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 What is a vexillologist? Somebody who's an expert in flags. That is an interesting thing to be an expert in. It's sort of like a good time Sheldon to be one on in Minnesota. Yeah, it's did, a good. Did he yes. have a, a, a podcast or a show all about flags? Did he? Yes. Well, it's a good time to be one, and you're in demand if you're uh, in Minnesota because we, we're talking about flags. And no, we don't care what the public wants. The, the, yeah, we, if the six finalists, the public comment period is open. Nobody yeah. cares about what the public thinks. No. I want an expert opinion. That is why, my friends, we've got uh, Ted Kay on with us right now. He is a vexillologist with the North American Vexillology Association. Am well I saying done. that right, Ted? Well done. You're doing just fine. Thank Vexillology you. Is Vexillology. Flag. Yes. Uh, I'm sure it you've never... From the, it uh, comes from the Latin word vexillum for flag and the Greek ology for study of. So vexillology, there's sort of a la-la in there. Makes perfect sense. So, sir, uh, you uh, have, uh, I guess you are up to speed on the six uh, options that the, they have a final, uh, that the state of Minnesota has, has brought upon us for the final six options for the state flag. And obviously, there's the, 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 there's some differences, but when you look at the whole of the six of them, I guess what comes to mind as someone who studies this? Well, they've done a wonderful job in a very short time of narrowing down over 2,000 submissions to six final concepts to work on. And those aren't the final designs. Those are the final concepts, right. and they are refining them right now. And there are opportunities to make them better, but they definitely improve on the effectiveness of the design of the state flag compared to the current state flag. Well, Ted, people are saying, what's wrong with the state flag? We know, I I always respond, guys, it's racist. It has a Native American sitting there with his shirt off and a headdress and a rifle and, you know, a white man planting. The Native Americans find it offensive, as they should. Uh, So tell us, what is bad about the first flag other than the overt racism? Well, let me use the word ineffective rather than bad. And the fundamental purpose of a flag is to signal at a distance so that you can know what the flag represents when you see it flapping a long way away. And Minnesota's flag is indistinguishable at a distance from over 20 other U.S. states. Yes. So having a flag that says, you don't know who I am. doesn't really work yes it's too busy we, yes obviously we're focused on what minnesota has done but the, the, a lot of states have done this right whether it's because of you know like you have confederate uh, symbolism on certain flags that get changed because you know obviously times change and but talk about just from the standpoint of like you said making flags more identifiable as for states a lot of states are going through this that's, that's correct. In recent years, Georgia and Mississippi and Massachusetts have undergone flag change efforts because of Confederate symbolism or symbolism of Native Americans. But Utah has just changed its flag. 
and Maine is looking at the same same effort because the symbolism is simply ineffective at representing the state. The states deserve better branding, and they are seeking it out. In your book, you say there are five uh, distinctions of a good flag, five qualities of a good flag. What are they? They are simplicity, meaningful symbolism, few colors, no lettering or seals, and distinctiveness. Mm -hmm. And some people have told me that those are just the basic principles of design, not just flag design. But flags have a very specific use, a piece of fabric flapping at a distance seen from both sides. And that use means that they're very specific design criteria needed to have an effective design. So based on those five, Ted, do the six so far, and again, these aren't the final, these are again concepts, do they accomplish that? They're, they're a whole lot closer than the current flag, and uh, all of them could be made more simple, and all of them do have meaningful symbolism that will allow the viewer to know that they're looking at uh, a Minnesota flag, or at least remember that, that they're looking at a Minnesota flag. They could reduce the number of colors, some of them. They all are successful at not writing the name of the state on the flag, which seems kind of silly because if you have to write the name of your state, your symbolism has failed. <laughs> and they're all very distinctive. And so they're, they're doing a, a great job so far. And I know that the commission is now working on refinements of those designs. I actually spoke to the commission as they began their effort and described the best state flags and showed them the best state flags trying to help them see what the club was that they wanted their flag to join. Ted, in your opinion, what is the best state flag? Oh, uh, not my opinion, but the uh, members of our organization and the public voted on flag, uh, state and provincial flags in the U.S. and Canada, and New Mexico's flag came out on top. Describe that for us. What does it look like and why? It's a yellow flag with a red Zia sun symbol on it. And it's the red and the yellow represent the Spanish heritage and the Zia mm-hmm. sun symbol, the native heritage. And it is everywhere in New Mexico. And uh, you see it on the license plates. You see it on uh, all kinds of tourist mem- memorabilia. And it's immediately identifiable. People love it there. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's very simple. Very simple, exactly. and, and speaking of Minnesota designs, there are there's at least one that looks awfully similar. In the really? fact that there is the star at the center would would be the North Star, I guess, a representative Correct. of Minnesota. Correct, and the North Star is a very common theme on the flag design proposals that have gotten to the finalist round. And Minnesota, being the northernmost state in the continental United States, has a good claim to that star as a symbol what there are six finalists are you going to pick a favorite for the six finalists of the minnesota state flag and can you describe which one is your favorite no i i, I don't have a favorite yet because these are i i consider these first drafts okay. that need some very good refining uh i like to say that in in every ineffective design there's a great design trying to get out and these are most of the way there but they all need some kind of polishing, and that's what they're going through right now. And once they're all polished, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be happy to look at them and say which one I like. 
Ted, if you don't mind, I have a couple more questions. We're speaking with Ted Kay, who is a vexillologist on his opinions and and his thoughts on state flags. He is an expert. A vexillologist is an expert on flags. He's the secretary of the North American Vexillological Association, and I just butchered it again. Why did I open my mouth? There There you go. Um, Ted, how does one get into this line of work? How do you become a vexillologist? Well, it's not work. It's an enthusiasm. It's an avocation for me. And our organization, NAVA, you can find us at NAVA.org, is uh, an organization that welcomes anyone with any interest in flags. Collecting, creating, designing, selling, studying, any relationship to flags. And we have over a thousand members who are excited about talking about flags, uh, uh, promoting them, designing them, collecting them. And people uh, in our organization, when we poll them, when did you first get interested in flags? There are two ages when that seems to happen. One is about around age 10, and the other is late teens. And uh, about a third of our membership is uh, is younger student or under 18 uh, members. So we have a, a broad membership uh, age-wise. Uh, we have members in almost all 50 states and 30 other countries and most provinces in Canada. And folks get into flags, not as a profession, but as an enthusiasm. Uh, here's a question that I have. You mentioned symbolism and you, you want to make it identifiable well, you know what's pretty identifiable about Minnesota? The state itself. The shape of Minnesota is quite unique and quite identifiable. Mm-hmm. What, where do you stand on putting the, the state, the shape of the state, on the flag? One of the six finalists actually does that. And it's a very effective, sim- simplified version of the state's uh, outline or uh, s- silhouette. And it has the extra benefit of if you turn it on its side, it makes an M for Minnesota. Ah. And I think that's a I think that's a very clever use of that uh, that graphic element. And personally, since it sort of looks like a K, I like it as well. I I, I did not know that's my last name. There you go. (laughs) K. Very good. But you know what? I didn't even notice that until now. I'm an idiot. Oh, yeah. Now I'm seeing it. Okay, because I'm looking at all of the six finalists. Yeah, I'm Isn't seeing, that cool? Yeah. Uh, and and that that would make it a very memorable as Minnesota, although there are seven other states whose names start with an M. Um, the the shape is unique, and that would that would be a great choice for Minnesota. Interesting. A flag based on that design. Okay, that's good to know. I'm looking at them also, and I agree with your assessments in the Star Tribune. Some are just too busy. Some are won't be identifiable. I like the idea uh, that simplicity is the way to go. I didn't realize that that was the purpose of a state flag for it to be identifiable. So I learned something. Thank you, Ted. There you go. There you go. That's Anything? the fundamental purpose of most flags. Yeah. And that's what drives the simple, simple, simple as the most important criteria for choosing them. Ted, I think you know this, but but we're and we're getting texts on this. Change is hard. You oh, know, yeah. people are wondering, well, what's wrong with the old flag? And you, I think you did a marvelous job of explaining what's, I guess, why the old flag is just not a good design. Um, but what do you say to folks who, who say, well, why is this such a big deal? Why do people get wrapped up in this? What, what would your answer be to that? 
Well, there, there are two fundamental objections. One is uh, you're erasing our history. You're changing the flag that's represented us all along. Uh, and part of that is I don't like change. Uh, the other major complaint is why are you wasting your time on this? You should be fixing the potholes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think underlying both of those is uh, the Ted, fact that Ted, people wh- prefer wh- what's familiar. Ted, why aren't you fixing our potholes? That's my next question. <laughs> Remember, this is just a hobby. Man's got a real full-time job. He doesn't have time for a hobby, a job, and fixing potholes. Uh, Well, I think a a great way to say it is if you've got a a banner that represents your state to the outside and creates civic cohesion, um, citizen enthusiasm for the state inside the state, you'll have something to rally people under to go ahead and fix the potholes. Ted K, vexillologist, I want to thank you so much for joining us for the piece in the Star Tribune. You've educated us quite a bit this morning, Ted. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, thanks, fun. Ted. Thank you. Um, I we'll, learned a lot. Uh, we'll check in uh, when we get closer when those uh, designs are And see, uh, I originally defined. didn't like that flag design that he picked, but now I see that it sort of looks like them. I mean, it looks like a K, yes. which obviously doesn't have... Well, Minnesota looks like a K. Ex- yes, but it's not as... I didn't see it at first. I yeah. just thought it... Because that, that flag looks like a lot of other flags around the world. And I thought, ah, that's, you know, we could do something yeah. a little more creative than just the well, look lines. at you, an emerging vexillologist I right in front of our eyes. So fun with flags. Yeah. Actually, I do. I Flags for some reason. It's one of those things where it's just like, I mean, I'm not obsessed with it, but it's like, yeah, I kind of, that's kind of a cool thing to like, flags are cool. They, they identify states or cities. You now, some cities have flags and I guess me, I could care less. Although I do always like when I see the American flag flying high. I always note when it is at half, is it mast or staff on uh, land? I oh, say mast, half mast. The textures are going to be all over yep. me, you guys. Well, correct us. Half staff, okay, on land. I'm always like, oh, what, what tragedy? What are we mourning? What day is it? So um, I like the American flag, but I guess I'm biased. All right, quick break. Adam, how about a news quiz? Sure, I do yep, so good it? at those, yeah. Yeah, not so much. Uh, See if you can beat Adam in our news quiz next. 10.51, that would be your Lindus Construction time check. Time to invest in Infinity for Marvin Windows. Receive free installation labor. Want to talk more about flags? I, I could talk all day about flags. You, okay. you hate on the flag talk. I don't hate I love on it. the flag talk. I just, but here's know, the thing about it, too, I'm and the textures. It. I'm over the, oh, God, what's wrong with the old one? Get you you didn't even care about the old you flag, didn't. so stop. There's nobody out there going, man, I really love Minnesota's flag. Yeah. Because it look, like he nailed it. It looks like seven other flags. Right. And next year when they change it and the new one's flying, you won't think about the old one for a second. Although buy one now because we're not going to make it anymore if you don't have a Minnesota flag and then in 100 years when we change Break it, it out. again, yes. that'll, that can be um, worth some money at a vintage store. Um, I have four stories. Okay. One is true. Uh, that's not true, actually. Three are true. Mm. One is false. Okay. Adam, this first one, I'm just going to give you the headline. True or false? Brazil has mysterious tunnels that have been made by giant sloths. Oh. True or false? God, I hope. So you have three of these are true? Mm-hmm. Would you start out with the false one? Ooh. That's what I'm wondering here because I'm hoping to God this is false because that sounds gross and scary. But I'm going to say no. I'm going to say true. That's true. That is 100% true. 
The tunnels were once believed to hide religious fortunes deep in their chambers, but the real treasure was finding out who created them, and they were giant sloths. Hmm. Now, this is years and years and years ago. Almost a hundred different species of sloth roamed the Americas. Really, and they uh, all were very slow moving. Ten thousand years ago, yeah. I, I always wonder how they survived. Like, how is the sloth a species s- that still survives? Well, I saw a documentary not too long ago, or just a brief one on sloths, and they they conserve energy. That's why they move so slowly. That's yeah. But doesn't that make them easy prey? Or, or do they not live in it? Like in Brazil, is there no predator that just wants to take a nosh out of a sloth? They're way up in the trees. So I'm wondering if that's – and they're, I think they, they move so slowly you can't even notice them. I don't know. Now I feel like I said – I should have just said true or false because now if I give you one and you get it right, then I can't like read the other two headlines. <laughs> I really screwed up this game big time. Yeah. You, it just should have been – it shouldn't have been true, three truths and a lie. It should have been true or false. Oh, well, why don't you just give me the three headlines and then I'll pick which one is false. Okay. That's a, that's a, we'll, we'll resurrect this. What's worse? Adam's terrible at these quizzes and you're terrible at giving, the giving quizzes. them. It's really I know. Here's the deal. I'm on vacation tomorrow, but like, <laughs> well, I'm I one need for one it. so far. So I need it. Okay. I'll give you three headlines. Next season of Supermarket Sweep remake will take place in a 3D printed grocery store. Okay. Number two. Russian students are being asked to donate their vapes so parts can be used in combat drones. Number three, child driving stolen construction forklift leads Ann Arbor police on a chase. I saw that, so that's oh, true. Okay. And well I also done. believe that the Russians need vape uh, because their army is in shambles. So I'm going to go the supermarket 3D. Uh, that is false. Ah, look at that. Well played, I'm my back, friend. baby. I'm back. Who knows news like me? Uh, you know, I will try to up my game a little bit. That was poor execution on my part. I apologize. But well done, Adam Carter. And usually you're terrible at this. Not as bad as Paul Douglas, but usually you're pretty awful at this. So good job. I wouldn't say terrible. I've swing and a miss a few times. But Can see, that I used uh, reasoning and kind of deductive reasoning and kind of, I don't know what else you would call it, but... Can I also give you another headline that I think you'll react to badly? Yeah. Um, Red Lobster's irresistible all-you-can-eat shrimp promotion is ending. Oh, no. Because it's a huge profit loss for the company. Um, The price is going up to $25 from $20. Thanks a lot, Biden. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Have you guys? Uh, you know what? I'm going to go to Red Lobster. I'm going to put a sticker of Joe Biden saying, I did that next to the uh, $28 all-you-can-eat shrimp 25. Have you ever imbibed in this? Have you I ever haven't done been to Red Island? Lobster in a, in a long, long time. I hear it's it, delicious. The Admiral's Feast was my go-to, uh, but the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. But you can buy Cheddar Bay Biscuits now in the grocery store. The, the Red Lobster Cheddar yes. Bay Biscuits? Yes. Okay. Um, so you haven't done the, the all-you-can-eat shrimp fest? No, usually when I go, like, you can get shrimp in a lot of places. So, like, when I go to, like, a true seafood restaurant, shrimp usually isn't the first thing I'm going for. Got it. I want something a little exotic. Got it. Octopus or something. I've never been to a Red Lobster. Yeah, it's been been a long time since there's got to be a couple still left. But $20 for all-you-can-eat shrimp, like, that's a pretty great deal. Is it just shrimp or do they give you other stuff? You don't know.
You get the uh, biscuits, you get the biscuits. And maybe you one other side or something, or and then so that's a real deal. There's like four or five different shrimp dishes you can well, choose. Well, blame from. inflation. Blame Biden. Blame Biden. There you Thanks go. a lot, Biden. That's a problem. You know who's happy about that though? The shrimp. <laughs> yes, that's right. It'll cost more. Sorry, sorry, shrimp. Uh, let's see when we get back, Adam. What is coming up at eleven oh five? John Abrahams. There is a climate accord happening in Dubai, and also, what is geothermal power? Find out next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 